here with some perspective on the inquiry so far and what to expect today is none other than our own Evan Solomon. Good morning, Evan Solomon. Good morning from Ottawa here. Uh, great to be back, my friend. And we've been missing you terribly, but you're on to a new adventure, aren't you? Yeah. It, it, listen, I've been following the inquiry very closely, and today's the heavyweight championship. This is the main bout. Uh, this is Justin Trudeau in the last day. And the question he's got to put to rest, if he can, is, did this meet the threshold? And that has been the great question of, of this uh, inquiry. And there's lots going on that we could dig into, but there's a legal question, there's a political strategic question, and then there's the, the kind of bigger, larger impact of what all this says. Well, and I'd be interested in your perspective on these four days where it's been cabinet ministers. And clearly, you know, a whole team of people, including lawyers and message people, worked on what they would bring to their testimony. And that's those same messages will be a part of what Justin Trudeau has to say today. But I think, as you mentioned, um, there is a legal definition, or there at least in, in there is a printed definition in the Emergencies Act of the circumstances under which you can declare it. And I'm not sure we've actually reached... Uh, proof that we ever got to that threshold. Okay, so let's do the good, the bad, the ugly on that. Okay. okay? The good is what do you want from your government? You want people to give advice to the government when they're making a momentous decision. And they are going to get conflicting advice because you want people to give the government advice without fear or favor. And that's why you get some people saying you don't need to use this. And you've had others like the uh, National Security Advisor or the head of CISA saying you do need to do it. Other uh, police forces say, no, there's other tools and it doesn't reach the legal threshold. Some will say it's only for economic, it, it's, it's useful but not if there's an economic threat. And others say, no, security does include economic threats. So the good is that there's a lot of advice. The government is widely seeking advice around this. The bad is that it's totally shambolic, as you saw from all those text messages, which are incredible to see, you know, the Minister of Justice, the Minister of Public Safety, uh, the the. Uh, the premier of Alberta, Jason Kenney, all exchanging really frank, often kind of vulgar text messages, fine. But they're in it. And, and the bad is that the police were shambolic. We know that there was disorganization. There's distrust. There's, there's a complete chaos between the levels of government, the levels of uh, security forces. And that's bad. And, and the ugly is it ends up in this mess. But I would say this. In the end, it is the justice minister's job to make a decision and the prime minister's job. The justice minister is the big question mark right now because he says the legal advice I got is protected by client, uh, uh, solicitor client privilege. And that is a near constitutional right. So I'm not going to open up that black box. And of course, the lawyers are saying that's the critical black box. But is it? On one hand, you could say yes. you got to tell us what legal advice you got. Otherwise, we can't analyze it. On the other hand, Solicitor-client privilege is a foundational principle of law, and if that can be broken, then it sets a very dangerous precedent. We've already, after all, got cabinet confidence has been waived, so we've got documents, we've got testimony, we've got text messages. In other words, the reach of this inquiry, which, by the way, is part of the law. It's not like the government knew we can invoke the law and hide. They knew this inquiry was coming because it's part of the oversight process. So we've had a lot. The question is, do we also need 
to burn solicitor client privilege, and that's another big debate here. CTV's Evan Solomon is with us with this take on the final day of everything we've heard so far and what lies ahead today with the Prime Minister's testimony. Evan, I want to touch on something you referenced, um, something I was somewhat surprised at, but you sp- have spent a lot more time with politicians and civil servants than I ever have, um, but the casualness of how they communicate with each other, and then even the chiefs of police who would be texting each other and trash-talking another police force or another uh, chief of police. Does that surprise you? No. In fact, I have to tell you, uh, people, they need to talk frankly. And this is one of the, look, I'm all for transparency. I think it's great. But what I wrote an article seven years ago about how uh, no staffers are, people are trying to not use email because email can be um, ATIP, you know, access to information. So they've chosen to go on Signal and they're DMing and they're on LinkedIn and they're using counterways so they can reroute around the transparency rules that require them to keep documents and disclosure. Those have since been broadened. But look, we want to hear what they say. By the same token, you don't want government to realize everything can be subpoenaed. We can never talk frankly and normally like human beings. And so they don't do anything except phone calls, then there's less transparency. So the other thing is, look, I text and every journalist is texting every members of parliament, cabinet ministers. Uh, We have sources and they talk like this because they're normal people. And so I wasn't surprised by it. I think it's candid and the the public doesn't get to see this very often. And it's fascinating to see. I, I do think there's some juvenile behavior. I think it's it's sad to realize how um, disconnected they are, how they insult each other, how little, frankly, how little good, how little communication they have. They don't understand what they're doing. And so I do think that there's some, re- this is a shambolic management process between all the different levels of government. But I will say this, I let's give credit where credit is due. The Emergencies Act was constructed in a way that when a government like this government has invoked such an awesome power, they have to do it with an awesome sense of inquiry coming, knowing that everything will be exposed afterwards. So let's give credit to the framers of the Emergencies Act. We are getting all this information because the inquiry was a necessary oversight procedure. So governments are not in the clear. They can't just invoke this act and just get away with it. And now it's down to Justin Trudeau, and he's got to put a political frame on it. Okay, now this may be like asking somebody to rate the Phantom of the Opera before the chandelier comes down, but uh, what do you foresee as the outcome in all of this? Uh, I've reached into some sources and asked a bit about it. Uh, Look, first of all, they have to project a keep calm and carry on no drama Obama. That's what they're trying to convey. That's what Katie Telford tried to convey, his chief of staff. In other words, we were assessing our conflicting advice and, and, and we made a cool decision that we stand by and we will continue to stand by it. Here's Justin Trudeau on the, the, the upside and the downside. The upside, you're going to hear the prime minister say, we took advice, 
We believed this was a threat. There were so many conflicting bits of advice that we, this was a national security threat economically. We were concerned after coups what would happen. The police force was failing. I am a law and order person. I believe in law and order. I make decisions. And he's got a, you know, he's got the pedigree. His father made a similar decision. He said, I make decisions. I stick by them. And I'm going to stand on the side of order all day long in the service of the vast majority. And if he comes off as confident about law and order and he sticks by this decision and not wavering and excusing it, He'll 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 be fine. If, on the other hand, he is pressed, and it's too bad that the convoy lawyer has been such a shambolic mess. This guy's absolutely lost his edge, and this lunatic fringe conspiracy theory about uh, you know some guy you know a liberal dressing up with as a Nazi flag, and he's got no evidence. He's accused the wrong person. It's too bad that he's not a good lawyer because Trudeau should be pressed by a good lawyer. And he should be pressed on exactly what the political and legal, or the legal threshold was and what that turning point. I've asked Mendicino, I've asked Lametti on air, what was the actual definitional red line threshold moment legally that you think now is the moment we can use the Emergencies Act? And the downside is if he cannot give a clear legal definition, it's going to look like he abused the process. So it's a dangerous moment for Trudeau. Uh, on the, but look for him to do the big, larger narratives. I'm a law and order guy. This was a national emergency, and the police forces were failing, and I got it done to protect our economy. That's the good side. The downside is the black box of legal threshold never gets open, and the debate rages on. Evan, thank you so much. Great analysis. Good to have you. Oh, my God, Johnny. I love being back, my friend. Thank you for inviting me.